0: Hello friends, this is J.B. Hickson with Not By Works Ministries. Today is Tuesday, July 19th, 2022. And normally on Tuesdays, I am privileged to be a part of the Christian Underground News Network weekly podcast with Curtis Chamberlain. But today I got a call from Curtis and he is actually ill. He's not feeling well at all. So I want to put out a prayer request for you to pray for our good friend Curtis over at Christian Underground News Network. Pray for quick healing and Pray that he'll be back up and running so we can uh, continue with our weekly podcast next Tuesday. Uh, but in the meantime, today I thought I would uh, just check in and give you a quick update uh, as we are on the road for ministry this week. Many of you have been tuning into our live streams from the Pacific Northwest and uh, or watched the, perhaps the videos or listened to the podcast after the fact. But I thought I'd give you a quick update and then just share a quick word of encouragement from God's Word since we didn't have our regular Uh, Christian Underground News Network podcast. So uh, we uh, kicked off this uh, road trip with uh, speaking up in Coeur d'Alene, Idaho at Candlelight Christian Fellowship. What a great time we had there. We've had the privilege of speaking there uh, many, many times over the last 10 or 15 years, uh, typically at least once or twice a year. And great folks up there. We kind of consider that our church away from church and uh, my dear friend paul van noy is the pastor there Uh, but i talked about uh, satan the antichrist and the grand conspiracy and if you've not yet watched that video from last week let me encourage you to check that out at notbyworks.org or of course you can listen to the podcast audio version of that uh, wherever you listen to the not by works ministries podcasts. but It was a fantastic uh, evening, fantastic crowd, uh, standing room only. They had to bring in extra chairs, in fact, um, and uh, really appreciated the opportunity to sound the alarm about a lot of what's coming down the pike uh, from the World Economic Forum and uh, Klaus Schwab regarding transhumanism, the depopulation agenda, and of course the Great Satanic Reset. Uh, so thanks for your prayers as we were out there in Coeur d'Alene. And Then we moved from there on to Spokane, Washington, just across the river, about 45 minutes away. And I had the privilege of speaking twice on Sunday. Uh, same general topic, talking about uh, uh, the spirit of the Antichrist and some various topics from uh, my new book. Uh, I had never spoken at Spokane Bible before, but have some... Uh, Long-time connections there, and a dear friend of mine is the pastor there now, uh, Jeremy Thomas. So, if you're in uh, Eastern Washington or anywhere near Spokane and looking for a good Bible-teaching home, let me encourage you to check out Spokane Bible Church. Uh, But uh, it was an interesting time speaking there. I spoke twice uh, in the Sunday morning uh, service, uh, the nine o'clock or nine thirty, I guess it was, and ten forty-five hours, and. Uh, Of course, the Lord used it. It was a great response, as uh, we would hope. Uh, However, it's just another example of how Satan is on the attack. And uh, lately, really ever since the release of our book on March 21st, we've just seen an onslaught of spiritual warfare and attacks, we believe, uh, based on uh, our exposing of Satan's One World Order agenda. And it seems like as the book has uh, risen in uh, in popularity and, and gotten more widespread uh, attention, so too have the attacks on both our ministry and our family. And such was the case at Spokane uh, on Sunday. The first hour went fine, but the second hour, we had all sorts of technical problems at the outset of the message. Uh, this in spite of the fact that we had set up on Saturday the day before and done all the AV checks. And then uh, not only that, but in the first session on Sunday, everything went uh, went on seamlessly. So uh, we just feel like it was a, an attempt on the part of uh, the devil and his legion of demons to try to disrupt and distract and keep uh, the important message of uh, Satan's One World Order agenda from being clearly explained. But then once we got that worked out and kind of got off and running for that session about midway through, uh, we had another uh, unfortunate Distraction, and I would ask for your prayers for this as well. There was an audience member who collapsed in the middle of the service and had to be taken away in an ambulance, and so we want to pray for this uh, woman. I don't know the name, but I did get an update after the service that she was stable and uh, doing well. Um, But uh, anyway, again, it was just another example of the things that happen to kind of disrupt. Uh, our presentations as we begin to expose the great last days deception and uh, all that is uh, going on with this uh, gathering cloud of deception as I talk about in the book. So uh, from there we moved on and we're now in Northern California where I'm sitting here recording this message and we will be home uh, back in our home church in Plum Creek Chapel Sedalia this weekend uh, looking forward to preaching twice on Sunday, uh, 9 o'clock. I'll be continuing my series of What Lies Ahead as we look at the eternal state and all that comes to pass when Christ comes back and takes all, makes all things new. And then in the uh, 10 o'clock hour, our worship service, I'll continue my study of the book of Acts and we'll be in Acts chapter 13. So can't wait to be back in the saddle at home. It's been a long road trip, almost two weeks, start to finish, and Pray for our safe travels as we head out of here uh, tomorrow and begin our trek home uh, from California, about 22-hour drive. And uh, we look forward to connecting again this weekend. And then I'll be home for a while, so we'll have our, Lord willing anyway, our regular Tuesday podcast with uh, Curtis Chamberlain. I will resume our Wednesday study of what is Calvinism and is it biblical on Wednesday the 27th of July. Look forward to that. And then, of course, uh, in the pulpit the next few weeks at... Uh, Plum Creek Chapel, but before I let you go today, I just wanted to give you that update and ask for your prayers. And just uh, we do covet your prayers. You know, Satan is alive and well, and uh, he does not like the fact that we are reminding him every place we go, every radio interview we do, every TV interview, every conference uh, that his uh, loss is already secure. It was accomplished when Christ defeated death, hell, in the grave at uh, Calvary, he wrote rising from the dead. And Satan doesn't like to be reminded of that. So we covet your prayers. For protection, for safety, and that the message uh, would go forth unhindered, uh, because underlying all that we do, at, uh, not by works ministries, is the clarity, accuracy, and urgency of the gospel. And so, those of you that have read the new book, *Spirit of the Antichrist*, you know there's an epilogue at the end of the book that clearly uh, proclaims the gospel and shares with people how they can be saved. And we put that in there because you know the the subject matter is such that a lot of unbelievers are waking up to the reality of the global elite or what's sometimes called the deep state uh, and they may not understand the, the cosmic nature of it and the spiritual aspect of the struggle between God and Satan uh, but because of the topics that I cover in the book uh, that are of interest to them they'll pick up the book and read it and hopefully throughout the book but especially at the end they understand the message of grace and Perhaps this will be what the Lord uses to bring them to the faith. So I pray for God's continued blessings on the book and for our protection as we continue to move forward. And I want to leave you with just a short uh, encouragement speaking of blessings from uh, the book of James, chapter 1. Now, you know, you think about blessings, and uh, if you're like me, you'll find yourself sometimes saying to someone, you know, God bless you. In fact, I just did that not an hour ago as we had stopped at a little roadside cafe to grab some coffee. And as we were sitting in there, uh, just enjoying uh, some downtime, a couple came in, saw my shirt and my laptop, which has our Not By Works logo on it. And they said, oh, tell me about your ministry. And come to find out they were believers. And then they left. They were from, uh, I think they said they were from Oregon. Uh, we're in California at the moment. And as they left, Uh, they said, hey, blessings on your minister, and I said, God bless you. And it's kind of an instinctive thing that uh, believers say to one another and and say to to many people, even if we don't know if they're believers. Or sometimes, you know, someone will say, hey, how you doing? And the person will say, well, I'm blessed, you know, or or someone will say, uh, you know, blessings on you or that kind of thing. Well, what do we mean by that? Well, um, I don't want this to turn into a large uh, theology of God's blessings. That would take longer than I really intend uh, to share here on this uh, brief podcast. But I do want to turn our attention to one passage that very plainly states how we can find God's earthly blessings, at least one way, again, from this passage. And it's in James chapter 1, beginning in verse 22 where James, the Lord's brother here, uh, writing. And he's writing um, in the early days of the church. This is one of the earliest epistles, quite possibly the earliest epistle. um, And uh, written probably in the late 40s, mid to late 40s AD. So the church was only 10 or 15 years old by this point. And uh, he writes, But be doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. For if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, He is like a man observing his natural face in a mirror. For he observes himself, goes away, and immediately forgets what kind of man he was. Now watch this. But he who looks into the perfect law of liberty and continues in it, and is not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work, this one will be blessed in what he does. This one will be blessed in what he does. So what I want you to understand is that James is talking here about being a doer of the word and not a hearer only. And if you read through the entire uh, book of James, his short epistle, you find out he's writing to you know, scattered early Jewish believers that began to flee Jerusalem after the martyrdom of, of Stephen. And he's talking in general about faith in the midst of trials. And that's why his book, if you recall, his letter begins, you know, counting all joy when you fall into various trials and so forth. And essentially, he's touching on the practical implications of the new life in Christ. This was all new to these Jewish believers. They were coming from a a Jewish system that was uh, somewhat uh, focused on God's transcendence, like we talked about last week on the Christian Underground News Network and less focused on the intimacy and the access that was opened up by the new and living way through the blood of Christ. They had to go through human mediaries and priests and festivals and feasts, but now they could boldly approach uh, the throne as the writer of Hebrews talks about. So, But they were facing trials uh, and so- certainly Stephen's martyrdom uh, was a, a great example of that or an important uh, example of that. And so James writes and says, look, you're going to have some trials, uh, but if you want to be blessed, if you want to experience and appreciate and recognize God's blessings in your life, uh, then you need to do these things. And essentially, uh, I think you can break it down into three easy steps from that passage that we just read, James 1, 22 to 25. And it all begins with the Word of God, the Bible. You have to study the Word of God. He says, be doers of the Word and not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. In other words, you don't get blessed simply by knowing the Word of God, but you have to know and do the Word of God. So as I've often talked about in different contexts and especially in academic classroom settings, uh, the goal of Bible study is to change our lives. So studying the Bible just for intellectual knowledge sake isn't the point. You've got to study the Word of God in order to do the Word of God. And that's really step two. Study the Word of God and then submit to it. Remember, James says, if anyone is a hearer, but not a doer, verses 23 and 24, then he is like a man observing his natural face in the mirror. Now, let's break this down for a second. This is an example of a figure of speech called a simile, which is a comparison using like or as. And so, he, he illustrates what it means to hear the Word of God but not do it by using the example of someone who steps up to a mirror and sees his, quote, natural face. Now, in Greek here, the phrase natural face is literally the face of his birth. And we don't have time to go back and read the whole chapter, but in the earlier parts of chapter 1, James has just uh, identified his readers as having been born from above. It's one of the most beautiful descriptions of new life in Christ. Remember, he says every good and perfect gift comes from above. And he talks about how you've been born from above. So the face of his birth that James is referring to here in this illustration in James 1 is talking about the new nature in Christ. So again, he says, if you're a hearer of the word and not a doer, it's like you step up to a mirror, you see the new man that you are in Christ, But then you go away and forget what kind of person you are. In other words, you start living like the old man. You live in sin. And he says, you know, that's not logical. Why would someone look at themselves in the mirror and then forget who they are? And similarly, James here in this early letter, again, this is before, um, you know, the uh, Apostle Paul's writings, Paul's first letter, Galatians, came shortly after James wrote his letter. And Paul, of course, in his epistles very clearly and repeatedly uh, talks about new life in Christ, the new man versus the old man walking in the spirit and not after the flesh, walking by faith and not by sight. He really uh, crystallizes for us the doctrine of our identity in Christ, our position in Christ. But James is touching on that here uh, before Paul has even written all of that. And he's saying, you know, if you've been born from above, then when you look at yourself in the mirror, you ought to see the new man that you're supposed to be. And to hear the word but not do it is like walking away from having just looked at yourself in the mirror and forgetting who you are, forgetting who you are in Christ. And then he goes on to say, but be doers of the word and not hearers. Uh, because the one who does the Word is the one who's going to be blessed in all that he does. So you know, you've got to study the Word of God, and then you've got to you know, submit to the Word of God. But then notice what he says in the final verse in this little section here, James 1, 22-25. He says, He who looks in the perfect law of liberty, that's just another way of describing the Word of God, what we now call the Bible, He who looks into the perfect law of liberty and continues in it, and is not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work, this one will be blessed in what he does. So we study the Word of God, then we submit to what the Word of God tells us to do, and then we stand firm in it. We don't waffle. We don't equivocate. Study, submit, stand firm. And that's a simple one, two, three to gaining God's blessing. Now, what is God's blessing? You know, a lot of people uh, you know, promote false teaching that, that speaks of blessing as if it were financial, you know, health, wealth, prosperity, those types of tangible things. God's Word speaks of blessing in an entirely different way. It can have tangible aspects. You know, God, if, if God blesses you financially, that's wonderful. That's one way He can do it. If, if, if God blesses you with a, a nice house, that, that's fine. Those are certainly... God's blessings. And hopefully you recognize that everything you have comes from God. That's one of James's points in this first chapter. But that's not the only way we experience God's blessings. The blessing of God really comes down to perspective, a change of of attitude. And what we need to do is stop seeking the physical, tangible blessings and start seeking God's word instead. And as we study, submit, and stand firm in God's word, the blessings will follow naturally. And some of the most blessed people I know are the people that have suffered some of the greatest hardships because you look them in the face, you see their love for Jesus, you see their incredible passion for the Lord and for His Word, and it's as if they're immune to the the struggles and tribulations of time, space, and matter. It's like they've, they've risen above it, and that's when you've achieved real blessing. Real blessing. So, we need to expand our understanding of blessing and look at it from a spiritual perspective. We're all blessed. We're blessed, first of all, if you know the Lord Jesus as your personal Savior, because you've been forgiven for your sins. You no longer have to pay the penalty for your sin, but you can trust in Jesus Christ and Him alone as the only one who can forgive sin. And having done that, now you're a child of God. Your name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life. Uh, You are, you know, born again you're part of the family of God and that's the greatest blessing of all the blessing of God's grace and that's not tangible that's not something you can put a dollar figure on Uh, and similarly as believers you know in addition to that incredible blessing of salvation through Christ we have other spiritual blessings in in the heavenly places and God has poured out His blessings upon us. Sure, sometimes you can touch and feel and see those blessings, uh, but sometimes you can't. And those are the blessings that come from getting to know God's Word. Because as you study God's Word, it changes your perspective. It transports you out of the realm of time, space, and matter up into the realm of the heavenlies where God is, and you begin to see things from His perspective. You begin to recognize, as Paul said, that our citizenship is in heaven. Uh, that, that we should set our minds on things above, as Paul said, uh, where Christ is. So I want to encourage you to, to be blessed. <laughs> Absolutely. I hope God is blessing you in your life. I know He's blessing our ministry. We appreciate uh, all of your support and your prayers and your encouragement. Uh, by the way, I'm way behind on emails. I'm, I've got about 40 emails flagged that, that I need to respond to. Uh, I always make it a point to respond to every email that requires a response. You know, sometimes folks just send information and it's not necessarily requiring a response. But if you send me a question or comment or you have a request, I personally respond to every email. But when I hit the road like this, like we've done the last couple of weeks, I often get behind because... When we're not driving, sitting behind a windshield, uh, we're you know standing at our resource table talking with people, or standing on stage speaking. Uh, we just don't have a lot of downtime. By the time we get to our hotel at night, we're exhausted. And so, pray for Wendy and myself as we continue to travel. Thanks for your patience. I will get back to the emails, hoping to have some time this afternoon after this podcast to respond to a few of them. Uh, but we are incredibly blessed, and it's because of our great. Uh, listeners and all of you out there that that pray for us and support us and encourage us. Uh, We look forward to uh, uh, the upcoming uh, weekend at Plum Creek Chapel. If you're in the Denver area, come by and see us. Uh, Otherwise, we'll be live streaming again this weekend uh, back to our regular live stream at 9 and uh, 10 o'clock Pacific time. And actually, the live stream for the worship service, even though our service starts locally for those that are in person at 10, we don't start the live stream for the worship service till 10 30. So uh, check out our website. Be sure you subscribe to our e-newsletter by putting your email in the box on the home page there. That way you can stay uh, up to speed on all of our travels and, and pray for us more specifically. If there's ever anything we can do for you, by all means, please, please let me know. And please do spread the word about uh, this new book. It's the most important book I've ever written. God is using it. And we need to get that message out there so people will be prepared. One of the most common questions I'm getting over the last couple of months is, when is volume two coming out? Uh, so I'm going to uh, continue to uh, respond the same way to that, like I do to all the emails and texts, that it is due to come out October, November of this year. So it's not out yet. Several of you have emailed me saying, hey, how can I get a hold of volume two? Well, it's not out yet, but it's uh, the rough draft is complete we're going through the editing process right now and we hope to have it released our plan is to and I'm and I'm confident we will succeed is to have it available for sale in October November of this year, hopefully October. So uh, pray for that as well as we cover many more subjects related to the spirit of the Antichrist. So indeed, God bless you, and by that I mean I hope you'll experience incredible spiritual blessings from the Lord, and I hope you'll experience physical blessings too, uh, if that be the Lord's will. And uh, we covet your prayers, and uh, thanks for listening to this podcast. Continue to pray for Curtis Chamberlain, that he'll get well quickly, uh, whatever this bug is that he has and that we'll be back up and running next Tuesday uh, with our Christian Underground News Network podcast. God bless and take care.